Welcome everyone to Anyways, That's All I Got. Oh, I already misspoke. Anyway, That's All I Got. The weekly Cinemaholic spinoff where we talk about movies and occasionally try to sound smart. I'm your host, Sam Nolan. Who the hell are you? I'm Anthony. How'd you get in here? And Don't Jason. be trying to talk before. <laughs> this is off to a terrible start. I have to wait for your point. That's I correct. Guess. Yes, let's try this again. How'd you get in here? Uh, well, how did I get in here? Who am I? We're going to get into who we are in a second. That's correct, yes. Or who we really are. Who we are. But I'm, I'm Jason. At our core. That's right, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jason, for totally complicating that <laughs> intro. Uh, yes, this is our second episode Uh Right off the bat, I want to thank everyone for listening to episode one, for giving us a shot. We're very grateful. Uh, of course, if you're listening, it's good to have you back. Got a lot of good feedback on our first episode, a lot of good recommendations for uh, remakes. I totally blanked on Little Shop of Horrors last week. I uh, still haven't looked into that. Yeah, I completely forgot to mention all the ones, all the Simpsons references that were in my <laughs> movies, which oh, made me sad. <laughs> Yes, but thank you for commenting on that. Thank you for your feedback. We did get one piece of feedback that we want to address up top, uh, which is essentially who the hell are Anthony and Jason? Because they really kind of the runs of the group. That's correct. Yes, the runs of the the A T A I G group. That's right. We're acronyming now. Um, <laughs> I'm in a very eccentric mood today. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> They really kind of, they, they just kind of came out of the blue. So we, we just want to take a little moment here and sort of get to know the co-hosts. Uh, we, have a, we have a fun little icebreaker activity that we're yes, going to do. Yes, like middle school. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's like middle school all over again, some gym class or something. Yeah. Uh, do you ever have the carpeted floors in the gym class? Yeah, I'm sorry. terrible. What? Yeah, yes. carpeted gym, gym floors. Talk no, about I never. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, public school system. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so uh, I'll let them say their piece real quick, but uh, take it from me. Rest assured, they're, they're cinemaholics. Oh, they're just wow. like you or me. They're fans first and critics second. At the moment, none of us are, pr- are uh, professional critics yet. Yet. But, again, we're fans first. So is there anything you want to say real quick before we get into our icebreaker? Um, who the hell you are? I'll, I'll get it all out in the icebreaker. Awesome. What about you, Jason? No, same. Okay, oh, cool. Get it out in the breaker. That's right, the breaker. The yeah. breaker. <laughs> uh, we're just abbreviating things all over the place. 10-4, <laughs> good buddy. So that's, that's right, yeah. So our icebreaker I came up with, which is a... <clears throat> and we'd love you to participate in this as well in the comments. Pick five favorite movies, three favorite directors... Uh, you say what gravitates to you about movies, followed by within the art form of film, what do you gravitate to, like genres or time periods or anything like that? And then to close, oh, you hear that train? <laughs> Forgot to mention the train. We should episode. name the train. That's right, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, yeah I was thinking Thomas. Because last week, while you were talking about funny games, a train was in the background, and none of us even <laughs> noticed because we were so into what you were saying about Tim Roth and the radio. <laughs> yeah. <and> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, and then, uh, to close it out, just a brief summary of kind of your outlook on film, you know, how do you watch it? How do you criticize it? How do you analyze it? Basically, how do you look at it? You know, how do you go about, you know, being a viewer of it? So, uh, Anthony, do you want to go first? Oh yeah. All right. We'll go alphabetically. (laughs) Uh, for my, my top five movies, my, uh, favorite movie all time is a Bronx tale. De Niro's uh, 
directorial debut. Yeah, Love first, it. First of two, right? Yes, he's direct, and then he directed The Good Shepherd, which isn't as good. Not The Good Shepherd. No. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies. Well, it is my favorite movie of all time. I saw the Broadway play of it. Oh, terrible! God damn. Uh, number two, The Godfather. All the Broadway fans just yeah. They, they, the <laughs> I've seen lots of plays I like. Uh, the Godfather. Please don't turn it into a Broadway musical. Uh, <laughs> I'd see it. I'd see it. This movie. I that love The Godfather. A, oh no surprise. God, and they bring back Al Pacino. Man, oh, that would be terrible. Ever. I would cry. <laughs> Uh, Pulp Fiction, number three, love it. Who doesn't? It's great. Mm -hmm. Number four, greatest action movie of all time, Die Hard. Wonderful. It's the perfect movie. Yes, Mr. McClane. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Number five, Walk the Line. I'm a huge, I love old music. Mm -hmm. And uh, Johnny Cash is one of my favorites. Walk the Line is a beautiful story. Directors, Mr. Steven Spielberg. Yes. I, I will see it if it's a Steven Spielberg movie. That's li- like I have no interest in seeing Ready Player One, but then I see Spielberg name his name come up. Yep. I'm like, oh, well, now I have to see did it. Did you see uh, BFG? I did. Ooh, I didn't like it that okay. much, oh. but I saw it because it was Steven Spielberg. Um, number two, Scorsese because Scorsese, uh, he's the best. You don't need to say anything. More exactly. Than that. It's number three, <clears throat> I love Sidney Lumet. I think he is. One of the greatest visual storytellers of all time. I love him. Uh, <laughs> 12 Angry Men, one of the best movies of all time. Absolutely. Um, even his later stuff, like that Vin Diesel movie, uh, Find Me Guilty. Yep. That's just so much fun. Yeah. All right. And uh, what gravitates me towards movies? It's, it's just all I do, really. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like all I've been doing since I was so little. Like, it was... You know, I have three parents, mom, dad, television. And when I'm not watching movies, I'm watching television. Mm. (laughs) So like The Simpsons and Breaking Bad and all those great. I love sitcoms and I love all genres and which takes me to within the art form. My, what I, what I look for in movies is less plot, more characters because that leads to real whatever, whatever they're trying. Real whatever. Really, that's it. Like, whatever they're going for with the story, Uh the characters will get you there better than the plot. Yeah. and It's just got to be interesting. Exactly. The the good, the objectively good stuff will come along naturally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I I don't really care for whatever a societal message is in a movie. I care if the movie's good. Like, I read so many reviews, like, oh, this movie's so important for people to see because of whatever social issue... But is it good? I don't know. Yeah, they, People don't seem to care sometimes, and I definitely care. <clears throat> the subtext is all well and good, but at the end of the day, the text is it a has movie? to stand on Is it a movie? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really how I look at it. And then for for critiquing, do I enjoy it? Do, does it make me feel anything <laughs> at all? A lot of the movies we're talking about today do not. Oh, oh they make so, me feel angry. Or they make me feel something. Yeah, well, they, they make me feel... Negative emotions. A feeling I've person. never felt after watching. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right. Actually, during watching, <laughs> while watching a movie. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But right. That's all I got I'll, for about me. That's Anthony, Jason. All right, um, I'll keep it kind of short, just so we can yes. move on, because I, I got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> we do. Uh, so my 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 five favorites: Shining, always going to be number one. Mm-hmm. I love The Shining. The other ones in no order. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Eternal Sunshine. Beautiful. Kill Bill, Her, and Drive. Kill Bill is one movie, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm counting it as the whole bloody affair. That's correct. And I'm not, because I haven't seen it yet. 
I've, wait, only, wait, wait, I've wait. only seen Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. I have not seen okay, Cold Bloody okay. Fair. Um, fun fact about me, I seem to be the only person in the world who likes Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> now take on this. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll probably def- try to defend it in, a, in, a, in an episode. Someday. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite directors, uh, Sofia Coppola, and this is in no order. Mm-hmm. Sophia Coppola, the good Coppola. Just joking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Played with fire. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Kubrick and David Fincher. Awesome. I gravitate more towards movies for the visuals. I'm not the best at analyzing movies <laughs> and finding the deeper meaning. Like you'll you'll be able to tell on some of my <laughs> on some of my uh, discussions about movies on here that I'm just like three steps behind everyone and like <laughs> deeper meanings and stuff three steps yeah behind. that's um, quite a bit of steps there's a lot of steps <laughs> two more than one yeah um and <laughs> yeah like uh i'll go into a favorite genre that i don't even know if you guys know that i that oh. i really love are we about uh, to learn some romantic comedies no i mean i do like romantic comedies what yeah uh but that's not it 70s kung fu movies by the Shaw Brothers. Awesome. Or by the Shaw Brothers <laughs> oh, Studio. I love it. Those are great. I love it. You know, it. they're all on Amazon Prime. Yep. It's just a, this is just a plug really quick. We plug a lot of <laughs> yeah, we plug services. Because Amazon Prime's great. I yes. don't know. I love Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm paying for it or not. That's that's <laughs> that's great. Just secretly take my money. That's the there way to do it. Exactly. Secretly take yeah. my I watch money. Prime all the time. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, it rhymes. All right. And that rhymes. God damn it. This is crazy. <laughs> Would you stop this? <laughs> awesome. I'll, uh, I'll do mine real ice quick. Ice broke. Oh, no. not ice. ice is not broken yet. That's correct. The ice is like right about mm-hmm. to break. You might already know me from the other podcasts I've been on. But in case you don't, five movies. I'm going to go five to one. I'm going to go slightly against the grain. Uh, Raging Bull, Seven <laughs> Samurai, Bicycle Thieves, Taxi Driver, and Pulp Fiction is my number one. Has been for a while. Three directors. Uh, <clears throat> number one favorite is Akira Kurosawa. Um, even though I have two Scorsese movies in my top five, I think overall Kurosawa is just is just a little better, just a tiny bit. And then number two is Scorsese, obviously. And then number three, little unconventional. Uh, any of you ever heard of Chantel Ackerman? No, vaguely. <laughs> well, no. vaguely. She was a Belgian filmmaker from the seventies, and who specialized in very slow-paced, methodical domestic dramas, and they're wonderful. <laughs> and I what love. What she make? Uh, not a lot of very well-known movies. Her her most well-known is a three and a half hour movie about a woman who lives at home with her son <laughs> and is just trying to support. What's it uh, called? It's called. It's it's kind of hard to pronounce. It's called. Jeanne Dielman, 23, Kai du Comel, 1080, Brussels. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Spell it too complicated. I, I actually could, but we don't, we don't, have, we don't have that kind of time. We're too old for this stuff. Um, and then uh, something that uh, gravitates to me about movies is just the visual storytelling aspect. I love being able to watch it and not having to paint it in my mind like mm-hmm. a freaking book. And, uh, and I just love, it, it's kind of <laughs> ironic with what you said, but I actually kind of like the social implications, something that can have, how it can affect the conscience. And Which just, is fine. And just be this ubiquitous, like, thing that everyone knows about. Oh, it's the movies. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing that exists. Yeah. Um, within the art form, if, if you're at all familiar with me, you know I love sci-fi. I'm a giant sci-fi nerd. I also love war movies. That would probably be my second favorite genre, I think. 
And uh, just a general outlook. I kind of I try to give everything a fair shake. I try not to have any any preconceived dispositions beforehand when I watch something. I like just kind of look at it for what it is and how well does it do it. You know, sometimes I have problems with attention, so sometimes things can totally go in one ear and out the other. But I try to pay attention. Yeah, that's I, I think that's all we got for our icebreaker. So we <laughs> we'd love broken. to know. Ice is broken and it's falling into the river. Broken it, into my drink. That's right. <laughs> broken. Are you referencing Surf's yeah, Up? Of course I'm referencing I Surf's love it. Up. Who Have you guys went? seen Surf's Up 2? Of course I haven't seen Surf's Up 2. Why would I watch that? I haven't seen it. The, I'm just curious. The people who made Surf's Up 2 have not seen it, probably. Probably not. It's the WrestleMania one, right? Yeah. The yeah. Surf it's Surf Mania. That's yeah. what oh Which is Vince McMahon sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. want to see it. I don't. Who would? Who would? All right. Anyways, so yeah, we'd love to know. Uh, you're gonna answer any and all those questions if you want in the comments. We'd love to get to know yeah, our yeah. audience. Yeah. Uh, just head to. We will send you Christmas cards. <laughs> That's right. We'll we'll work on that later. We got a ways to go until Christmas. We'll send you St. Patrick's Day cards or something. Um, People do that. I, I probably do. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just head to johnnegroni.com and go to the page for this episode and just leave in the comments any and all of those things. But let's get into our main topic. Let's get into some crap because oh, yes. last week, oh yes, in honor of us kind of remaking ourselves, kind of adapting ourselves <laughs> to a new, somewhat new medium, we decided let's talk about our favorite remakes of all time. And of course, there's a yin and a yang to everything. So this week... <sighs> We're going to talk about the worst remakes of all time. We each somehow whittled it down to five. It was This is a hard Oh, I have some honorable mentions. This, this is hard. This is really hard to me. Yes. Uh, there are so many to choose from because bad remakes are a particularly heinous breed of movie, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like, <clears throat> as you're watching it, there's this nagging feeling like, Half of the work is already done for you. Mm-hmm. There's already a movie to base this on, and you couldn't even pull it off. Yeah. You couldn't even do it again. It's just, a lot of times they're made with poor intentions. Yeah. Just, a lot of it is yeah. just, you know, they're using the brand name, the IP, exactly. to sort of have that grandfathered in appreciation yeah. for whatever it is. And, uh, of course, we talked about last week. Of course, there are good remakes. There are competent ones, but there's a lot of bad ones. There's a whole lot of bad ones. And we're going to talk about quite a few of them today, I imagine. Yes. Um, it's, uh, the ones that I found to be the most offensive, you know, just generally speaking, exactly are the ones that are remakes of like great movies, Yes, you know, or just, just going from a subjective, if it's a remake of a movie you love, I, at least for me personally, I tend to look at it a little harsher, you know, yeah, cause I, too. cause I have that me connection too. with the original. Um, it, it like... At times, it can leave like a bad mark on the reputation. It really of the original can. Movie. Um, it can ruin the original. That's why there are like you know there are so-called untouchable movies like The Godfather, or Back to the Future. If anyone ever freaking remakes The Godfather, that's okay. that's I'm going to stop honest, watching movies. I think I think I feel like Back to the Future is going to get remade. It might. I wouldn't be surprised. I can see it. I, think it I can see it. The Godfather. I don't think so. I, don't I can see them doing it. No one I, would have. I didn't think they'd be. Yeah, I didn't think they'd remake Ben Hur. Yeah, but, but the the, the, the Hester one is a remake itself. It's been adapted like six times. It's but not like it's, a, but not with this new very, attitude it's of remakes and reboots. In this age of reboots, okay. I think it's different. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a lot a lot to kind of dissect. You know, you talk about 
a, a remake like Cape Fear, you know, the original Cape Fear with Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck. It's not like it's not bad, but it's not like one of the greatest movies ever or yeah. anything. And so it, people are not really offended by that. Whereas something like Psycho, the Gus Van Sant one, that is an offensive, <laughs> offensive movie. I mean, because so many people love Psycho, and for good reason. That's literally like my number six favorite movie of all time. That's great. Yeah. I mean, Gus Van Sant's, a, from what I've seen, he's a great director. Yeah. It's right. de- it definitely has good intentions. But yeah. It's just, it just shouldn't exist. <laughs> That's really so, like, it. studio interference is yeah. a big problem in that one. Because mm-hmm. what they do, they just like, like, Gus like, we, we want to remake a movie. All right, let's find somebody who really likes it. And so, but the passion of that director filmmaker usually is not enough, mm-hmm. frankly. Uh, enough people have to care. To well, I think that goes story. back along with the sacred cow thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would think a Hitchcock movie would be sacred, but they've remade, but no, bu- yeah. they've remade a bunch of them. Yeah. You ever you seen know? Rear Window? Yeah. Christopher Reeve? Well, I've seen the original. I haven't seen... <laughs> it was Christopher Reeve? Yes. Why? <laughs> I believe so. I'm 90% sure. Oh, gee. In like the, I think, mid-90s, maybe? Uh, su- suffice it to say, it's it's not necessary to be a thing that exists. And uh, I mean, they're remaking Strangers on a Train, and I'm okay with that. I like the original Strangers. It, it's a good story. There's yeah. a lot of potential, I yeah. think. Uh, ben Affleck, I think, is directed. We, we mentioned really? Suspiria yeah. last week. No, I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I think yeah, that might have changed. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Suspiria last week. That's going to be yeah. interesting to see how that turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Call Me By Your Name, guys. That's correct. He doesn't do horror, but, you know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Who knows? Maybe there'll be like a really scary peach or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just know that Chloe Grace Moretz is in, and that's never a good sign. Oh, she's in, in a, another in horror a, remake. No horror. That remake. is not a good oh, sign. Yeah. yeah. Does, is she in the army now? Uh, you <laughs> get it? No. no, I love it. <laughs> no, she was in uh, Carrie, the remake. Yeah, like, she's in a lot of. Didn't didn't make my list, but it almost did. Um, I. <laughs> that's a funny one. I was thinking about talking about that one. Yeah. Well, the but I saw is, some some stuff that was worse. The problem is that it's miscast. I don't buy oh, yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz as like this mousy. I don't want to be social or anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. kind of person. Exactly. It just it's just Julianne Moore does her damnedest to save yeah. the movie. And I, I feel like she's not bad. No, Julianne Moore bad. elevates a lot of material. Pretty creepy in some scenes. That's right. She yeah. couldn't elevate Kingsman too. <laughs> Nothing could elevate. It would, Kingsman. You would you need a pretty damn talented person to yes. be able to do that. But uh, I do, real quick, before we get started, I just want to reiterate something from the original, which is that even though they're bad, I found, during doing research for this, I found that a lot of these movies, they made me appreciate the original so much more. You know, that could happen with a good one too, but this in a different way, because you didn't, it can show you something you didn't realize you liked about the original exactly. until it was viciously snatched away by you, by some egregious yeah. movie, you know? Yeah. That being said, this is going to be rough. Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's do it. My number five, uh, I want to get the controversy out of the way, is uh, William Friedkin's Sorcerer. Either of you heard of this? No. Okay. No. It's a... There are... On on my honorable mentions list, there are a lot of movies that I think are objectively worse than this, but I did want to put this on the list because I feel like as a remake, I think it really airballs a lot. So in case you don't know, it's a... Sorcerer is a movie. It's a remake. Of course, it's a movie. It's a remake of uh, of The Wages of Fear, uh, a French movie from the early 50s, in which four men are plucked from out of this squalid village in South, South America to transport two trucks filled to the brim with nitroglycerin 
uh, a great distance through all sorts of terrains, through forests and mountains. Musical? It's called the, the original or the no, remake? The remake. Sorcerer. Okay. No. Yeah. So they're going through all sorts of terrains. Uh, it's as dangerous as all hell, but they take the job anyway because it's literally the only chance they're going to have to ever get out of this village. It's basically their ticket into the world, essentially. You get the sense that they're trapped in this place. And uh, what follows is, I kid you not, the most tense movie I've ever seen in my life. It's that crazy. Like, if I saw this in a theater, I would be ripping the armrests if, like, if they were... Even, screw it. If, even if it was plastic, I'd be ripping it off of the off of the off of the foundation. It's like still glued to the screen. Just I'm, still, yeah, I'm still glued <laughs> to the screen. It's like you completely buy that at any second the trucks could just blow up and decimate everything within like a mile radius because nitroglycerin is very sensitive. You know, mm. the the littlest impact causes it to blow up, and if it's a truck full of them, God knows what could happen. And uh, there's so many close calls. There's so many like memorable sequences and character moments it really reveals who these people are like when they're under pressure i just think it's brilliant it, it, it instantly became one of my favorite movies when i saw it and then i was i was just i was sad to say that sorcerer didn't have that same effect for me and uh what it does is it doesn't just repeat the story which i gotta give it credit for it does try to give backstory to the characters and why they're in this village in the first place but that kind of I don't know, that kind of decreases the connection for me, you know? There's never that feeling that they're all in the same boat. I, I am always against unneeded backstory. Yeah. I think backstory can ruin characters. Mm -hmm. It ruined Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, they give all sorts of backstory. They give, guess what? Bureaucracy! Yay! That's fun, right? I love it. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's hard to follow, honestly, which is a Friedkin thing. It's very, in case you don't know, William Friedkin directed movies like The Exorcist and The French Connection. Last week we talked about 12 Angry Men. And uh, he's a very aloof director. He does not spoon feed the audience in any way whatsoever. You kind of have to figure things out for yourself. And it's kind of, his movies are kind of inaccessible um, in a way. And it really takes multiple viewings. I, I really don't think that style is what this movie needed. It, it's like, okay, there, there's a scene in The Wages of Fear where there's this big rock in the room and they got to get it out of the way. They're like, hey, we got nitroglycerin. Let's just blow it up. That's all you need. There's not a single piece of dialogue in Sorcerer saying that's what they're doing. They just do it, and then you don't realize till after they blow it up, oh, they were blowing up the rock. Okay. <laughs> Only reason I knew it was happening is because I had just watched The Wages of Fear uh, right before. The only, it's funny, the only thing that's really given an explanation in Sorcerer is something that's kind of left up to the imagination in The Wages of Fear. So I'm like, all right, so what am I supposed to take out of this, you know? I just, I just don't feel any connection. There's no real tension. I never feel like the truck could blow up. It does, but I never feel like, <laughs> I never feel like it could blow up. I'm just, I know I'm the minority. Like a lot of people actually like this rather a lot. And uh, if you have seen it, I, I would genuinely like to know, like, what, what is it about this movie? Because clearly I'm missing something. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean, like, I, I, I want to know what, what is appealing about this? Because maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that I watch it back to back. But uh, yeah, that's 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 the only one on my list that is kind of generally viewed as good. But yes, that's Sorcerer. That's all I got. What's your number five? My number five is uh, you know how Disney is remaking everything they've ever done <laughs> into live action. Live action. So my number five is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> what is the point, Disney? <laughs> this I. We talked it's about like be the right? yeah. What's we, the deal with Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> we talked about intention earlier. 
I don't think there is intention with these live action remakes. I think their only intention is cash. Pretty much. And yeah. it's really irritating. I think they were lucky with Jungle Book. I mm-hmm. think they got lucky there. Because the people making Jungle it Book clearly great. cared about Jungle Book it. was really good. The original Jungle Book isn't that good. It's pretty pretty freaking boring. Yeah. It's boring. It's, it's not nice. terrible, but it is yeah, boring. No, it's not it's not bad. It's just yeah. boring. Like the oh, it drags <laughs> you'll get into the original Beauty and the Beast. I will yes. get into the original. The original is Really good. It's one of the best. It's like, one of Disney's best. Yeah, it's one of my. It's a really one Disney. of the best animated movies ever. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean animated as a genre. I mean the art is beautiful in this movie. Yep. The be my guest scene. Oh my god, it's perfect. The remake is just CGI is not beautiful. <laughs> that I don't consider CGI to be art. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, there are people who will disagree with me, but it is not art. The that that's what I was waiting for. That is. I'm not an outlier here. My favorite scene is um, Be My Guest. That song is so good. And I was looking forward to that in the remake. Yeah. But then the remake started. And I was like, no, I'm no longer looking forward to this. Because it's... it's I didn't like it. It has a really about. good cast. The, it does see, a good well, cast. I disagree. But I think the, the cast... They're a little off. Exactly. The, they're... As actors, they're all good. Yeah, they're not that's good what in this I movie. Mm-hmm. Like I have not seen it, so I don't know. Ewan McGregor it's, it's, was not it's weird. He like, was not. He couldn't pull off the French accent. It's very off. Yeah, and I didn't even know Ewan McGregor was in. It. He was yeah, the, candle, the also, candlestick the guy. He oh. sang. Be, he sang. Be our guest. I thought that was a uh, Roberto Benigni. Nope. Huh? No. I must have misheard. And um, Ian yeah, Kellen. I guess yeah, he, no, he was good. I liked him. He was good. Him. He was the best Her, part. Yes, of course, there's a girl in the house. Exactly. He was, he, and whoever, <laughs> I forget, good. it's like Dan Stevens plays the... Dan yeah, Stevens. Yeah. He's the beast. He is not good. I mean... <laughs> His CGI looks off. I weird. love Dan Stevens, but... Yeah. yeah. More like damn Stevens. Exactly. Damn Stevens, <laughs> what were you doing? And then Emma Watson's auto-tuned, and it's... Oh, yeah. It's, oh, man. They I add mean, unnecessary songs. And she was going to be in either this or... Or La La Land. Or La La Land. And she made the wrong she choice. <laughs> Fire your agent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Really? It lo- yeah, yeah, La La Land was going to be her she and was Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Thank God it wasn't Miles Teller. But <laughs> they I, got a different Emma. Yeah, yeah, they got a different Emma and a Gosling. And a Gosling. <laughs> yeah. That's that, anyway, that's all I got for Beauty and the Beast. Is the 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 magic was gone. That's that's mm-hmm. that's my main point. The magic of this story is gone yeah. with Finger, live action CGI. Fingers crossed for Lion King. Ex- and Aladdin. John Favreau is making it, right? And God knows what else. I hope so. John Favreau is, is he's doing the Lion cool. King. And James Earl Jones is back. I love I love James Earl Jones. Don't bring back Matthew Broderick. No. I'll get to him later. <laughs> I like Matthew Broderick. He gets on my nerves for whatever reason. But I'll get into that later. All right, Jason. All right, so my number five uh, is on your list later, I assume. Is Halloween. Oh, okay. it is. Oh, that's that's my numero uno. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so we'll talk about Halloween. We'll talk about it then. When we get to it. All right. Well, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Coming back around oh, the horn. Yeah. yeah, coming uh, back, going just back to wait. In case just you, you wait. In case you don't know, what we do is uh, if, if we both have something on the list, whoever has it higher, we wait until then to talk about it. Uh, so we're coming back around to me. My number four, <clears throat> uh, King Kong is a story that's been remade twice and rebooted once. And I think possibly the furthest from hitting the mark is the 1976 version with Jeff Bridges, oh, which okay, is my pick. That's what I was going to ask. Have you seen that? I, so I saw it when I was little and I thought it was like the definitive King Kong <laughs> that everyone was talking about. And I was like, holy sh- <laughs> That's the guy from Tron. <laughs> That's what you thought? Yeah, that's that's the only thing I got from it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's all you... Was that the guy like from a, Tron? Yeah, there's like a... 
I don't know if this happens in the like original original, but yeah. like, uh, what's the girl's name? The actress? No, the character. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Jack and whatever her name is. I don't know. Jack she loses her necklace whatever. or something. On, yeah, like when she gets kidnapped later. Yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah. Bridges is like, oh no. Oh, in the original, you know, her name is Dwan, not mm-hmm. not Dawn, Dwan. It's it's. Don and Dwayne. No, no, no. It's Don, like the crack of Don with the W and the oh, A flipped. Oh, To seem different. Oh, so one of the first hipsters. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so in case you don't know, which you probably do, but uh, in the original King Kong, it's a very simple story. A film crew goes to an island to shoot a movie, and they find that there's these native people there who were up at, uh, worship a giant gorilla named Kong. Their lead actress gets captured, the crew rescues her, and they decide to bring... Kong back to New York and like you know you know show him for publicity and everything. He escapes. There's a whole Empire State Building thing. You all know the story. Uh, the new one, it's essentially the same story except instead of a film crew, it's an oil company. Oh my god. Okay, oh my sure. God. No, no, no. Sure, it's fine. No, We're good uh, so far. I mean, it's uh, okay. it's the 70s. You know, there's a lot of in society. <laughs> there's a lot of concern about like the oil crisis and stuff. Almost everything else is the same. So that means that the actress is captured. They they apprehend Kong. Wait, wait, so she's doing, doing, yeah, what she's is her actress. role? What, okay. is, what does she do as the oil person? That's right. Does okay. she act with the oil? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happened. The setup is complete nonsense. So <laughs> it it opens and <laughs> the boat's about to leave. There's not even any buildup. The wow. boat's about to okay. leave. I'm like, all right, sure, fine, whatever. Then Jeff Bridges sneaks onto this boat and is just a stowaway there. And then they they find him and they're like, oh hey. How's it going? You can come with us. That's pretty... And he knows everything. He's like... I'm going to do oil. A photographer, an anthropologist, God knows what else. And then... And this is the this is the most nonsensical part. The actress, played by Jessica Lange, just literally floats in on a raft from a shipwreck. Is that it? That's, that's, that's it. That's her whole origin wow. into the movie. It's like, hey, they, they don't ask, like, where are the other survivors? Should Jeff, we go looking? No, they don't. They don't. Wow. Not at all. Jeff Bridges is like, hey, man, there's a floating raft out there. He doesn't talk like Lebowski. He looks just like him, though. This, okay. like, this predates Lebowski by 20 years, but he looks exactly the same. Not as fat, same. though, right? Uh, it's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> that jungle wear is, uh, is crazy. But, yes, He's like, hey, man, look at there's somebody floating out there. They fish her out of the ocean. She wakes up and is like, oh, who who found me? And Jeff Bridges is like, hey, I did, man. And then, oh, how can I ever thank you? Bam, they fall in love over the course of like four seconds. Goodness. That's it. And then. That is beautiful. Yes. So anyways, they show that up. That's true love. They show inspired up by island. Shakespeare. That's right. Yeah, inspired by Shakespeare. They show up at the island. You know, the plot plays out, the, the gorilla shows up, they, she, uh, uh, Jessica Lane gets taken, they apprehend Kong, then this oil company is like, hey, you know what, let's bring back the gorilla. That'll show our competition. Wait, what? They were going to the island because they thought it was going to be like a good reservoir for oil. They, it's not, so they bring back a giant gorilla. That's really dumb. It is really See, dumb. The this first is my one, number four. The originals are so good because it's, that's an actual spokesperson. Ugh. I don't like, know. Is, is it just to show, like, hey, we have this gorilla? Pretty much. We're gonna scare our competition like, away. We gotta hey. bring back something. Because in the original, it made sense. He's a filmmaker. Yes. They're not gonna shoot he's, the movie he's, there. He's power and 
you know, fame hungry. Yeah, pretty, but in like a, but in an interesting way. This, exactly. The the oil, whatever, the captain of the ship or whatever. I don't know what the hell it is. And this one, he's just a bland archetype for power hungry oil tycoon or whatever. And then there, it doesn't make any sense because the director in the original is a showman. He's not going to shoot a movie there. But hey, we can bring this back. It'll be the eighth wonder of the world. That'll show him. This this is just an oil man. This is like Daniel Day-Lewis in freaking uh, There Will Be Blood. And he's like, let's bring back a gorilla. We'll show them. This is my son, J.W. Yes, H.W. H.W. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, wow, I didn't know I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just total nonsense. The characters, they have no character. It's like the wolf says. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. I always use that when and, it, and how it applies to like screenwriting and stuff. It's just, it's, it's, it's nonsense. It's sounds, a movie. It sounds like nonsense. It's a movie of nothing but <laughs> nonsense. I want to watch it now. The only, I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. Though, yeah. I mean, I guess some of it. It's kind of fun to watch in just an. Ironic how's, how's the? Uh, yeah, how's, how's the monkey? How is? It? I was going to bring yeah. that up. That's the, one of the only saving grace. The effects hold up surprisingly well. Yeah. For the most part. So There's is it like a? Is it like a big guy? I don't know. Down I, think it's, I don't know how they the, did. It looks really convincing. It really looks oh, like a giant. Like the, hmm. uh, it's not stop motion. Oh, no, really? it's at least oh. I don't think so. If, and if it is, it's really good. Wow. Um, I don't know how they did it, but it still looks good. Besides some like obvious blue screen and stuff, that and the final um, uh, battle. It's not on the Empire State Building this time. It's on the former World Trade Center. And uh, it's it's Did actually jump back and forth between the bills. Really? Yeah, well, I was joking. That sounds kind of cool. Actually. <laughs> I want to watch this. That yes, the action, awesome. the final action sequence is cool. That's pretty there's, cool. There's no emotional investment, but it's cool yeah. to watch. I kind of want to watch that. I, I yeah, watch that. That's right pretty now. clever. Yes, this is just you know, I I regret to say I've yet to see the Peter Jackson one, um, but just from what it's, I know, it's, it's yeah, it's long. I know it's, it's long. It's fine. I think I overall mean, it is fine. Bad. There's some bad It's Andy Serkis, right? He's he's calm. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. I, I do want to watch it now. Just it's, it's just because because I do I get the sense that it really kind of echoes the original. It does. I mean they kind of certainly does. Which I'm a big fan of the original. By like the way. they do the stuff that uh Peter Jackson does in The Hobbit where there's oh, just man. so much stuff going on. So yes. many side plots. Uh yeah, like yeah. someone will just be running, they'll jump off a cliff and then there there'll be like vines there to protect them. Exactly. Like, the most uh, convenient like saves <laughs> it's like yeah. a, it's, I, it's a little much sometimes that, that sounds about right I, that sounds like what fun. I would expect going in but yes that is that's my number what is it four that's four. it's King Kong is, is there a line because I was just looking at my list Beauty and the Beast does no. yours say Twas Beauty that killed the they Beast they couldn't they didn't even do that they took that line out no oh, that's no. lame I don't even remember how it ends to be honest I want to hear Jeff Bridges say that hey man it was Beauty that killed the Beast man yeah I want to see that <laughs> Awesome. Anyway, that's all I got. What's your four? All right. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Here's the thing. Wait, you got to sing the new version. What is yeah, it? The follow-up? Fo- fo- no, is it Fall Out Boy? I think it is Fall Out Boy. Oh, are you serious? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, what my a bad song. God. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing with this. Oh, rating. I remember that. You yeah. remember it was like, that. I'm not afraid. Not yeah, afraid. Yeah. Oh, they made it a... Uh, so <laughs> Ghost, the original Ghostbusters. We'll let you go off on this. This this original Ghostbusters movie, this was I watched. I've been watching this since I don't know how long. Yep. Same. And this was the first movie where I was like, "Wow, I like this movie more than all the other movies." Ghostbusters was my first favorite movie. Really? I have a connection with the first Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it. I don't know how many times. <laughs> it's still good. It's it's still funny. It's still interesting. It's still clever. 
and it's like the the cast is so perfect and it's so good and then they remake Ghostbusters for absolutely zero reason other than societal issues and uh, the what it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of that thing like what's trendy right now remakes that have to do with society and whatever's going on and I think that is a terrible reason to make a movie it's I think you I think to make a movie you have an idea and then you take that idea to make it. Mm, yep. They didn't have an idea like, oh, I have this great idea for a female Ghostbusters reboot. No, they said, what can re- what can we reboot mm. with women in it? I that see. is not a creative or smart way to go about a movie. It has to be natural. It has to feel like a real movie, as I said before. And they just it and it shows because this movie is lazy <laughs> the writing is the villain is god oh my god it's they didn't even try no they because they were banking so much on the like oh they'll see it because society and you know it's just the th- these characters are so one-dimensional and so standard and i might get flagged for this but i thought the casting was terrible leslie jones is one of my least favorite people on earth whenever she's on <laughs> snl goodness. for real like whenever she's on snl she can't say a line she screws up every time i mute it i'm yeah. not joking yeah she is ridiculously her, unfunny yeah and her character yes that she has her, her character is everywhere yeah she's the i'm loud so i must be funny type yeah mm-hmm. and i used to like melissa mccarthy a lot and then she kind of started doing the same thing where she's the same character a lot Kristen Wiig was fine, and Kate McKinnon was fine. Yep. But Chris Hemsworth. What about that? We don't. We don't need to talk. No, about we don't talk about Thor. the accursed Hemsworth. He was just like, and it really goes back into the writing between the characters, between in comparison to the first movie, where you can you can name the personality types of all mm-hmm. the movies, including Annie Potts's um, <laughs> character. Ghostbusters. What do you want? want? Yeah. She was so funny, yeah. and they didn't even try to carry anything over into this movie. And Chris Hemsworth, like his one character trait is secretary. Like that's it. Is that he's the male version? He's like, like, like too stupid. Like he's yeah. really like. Stupid. Oh god. The one scene where like there's a loud noise and he covers his eyes instead of his ears. It's just I'm like there are no on. human beings that yeah. dumb. This, the, the, as I said earlier, like you like every single positive review I read of this movie, not one of them mentioned the quality of the movie. Mm-hmm. They all mentioned this is so good to see all these whatever. I don't. This will make me sound again like a, like a jerk, but. <laughs> I don't care about societal issues. I care if the movie's good. And if the movie's good and you include societal issues, then that's even better. That's where the best movies come from. Yeah. And it's not funny. Exactly. It's a comedy. I didn't laugh once. Yeah. I I think I speak for all of us. We don't we're not opposed to like what this movie stands for. Yeah. Right? No. Right. It's just it's, it's as a report. The execution done. is just it's just Bad. The their you know? CGI looks bad. They unnecessarily made all those, these cameos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the positrons. That for some reason there are pistols and you can punch with them. I don't no, get it. No. There is no it's insp- for the kids. It's man. uninspired. It's pointless, and they ruined what was a great creative movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ghostbusters two already did that. To be fair, but still, I, I thought I like Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters two is taller. <laughs> is really? I think I think it's. I might, a, I might I mean, need to go back. It has it's the it's plot funny. Kind of the dumb. plot's dumb, but it's funny but yeah, it's, and it's, it's just good to see these characters. You know, I love Harold Ramis. He's my favorite Ghostbuster, <laughs> and um, you know, 
I looked at the trap, Ray. That's my yeah. favorite line. Of time. <laughs> Don't look at the trap. I looked at the trap, Ray. It's so funny. He's so funny. Um, I miss Harold Ramis. There, there are parts, from what I remember in the remake, there are parts I can tell, all right, they're kind of trying to save it here, but it just doesn't work no. again. Paul Feig is, he, he failed with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. And that, he, he that, did a that's good a job show. on Freaks and Geeks, though. Yeah, I love Freaks and Geeks. Okay. It's a great yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Really dated, but like... Uh, I'd see a reboot I think that. it's fun. I, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. It, it's a it's a shame that this movie doesn't work. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got got fingers crossed for Ocean's Eight. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> see it works. See what happens. All right, Jason, wow us. <clears throat> so I've not seen the original. So okay, let me let me first start out. <laughs> okay, I've not seen the originals of any of these. I went on. What about Halloween? Have you not seen? The oh no, I've seen the original. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, but last night I went on a bad movie binge. Okay. Of remakes. <laughs> Had to put my friends through it. <laughs> I so, like where this is going. Number four Uh-oh. from the director of Die Hard. <laughs> John no. McTiernan. Rollerball. Oh. No! <laughs> <laughs> so instead of reviewing the movie, I'm going to just... I wrote notes. I, I wrote down everything dumb that happens in the movie. I'm going to go through them. <laughs> I've heard of this movie. I've oh, never man. seen it. Everything looks desaturated and ugly. Okay. <laughs> That's a common The opening is trying way too hard to be point break. Street luge. Really? Luge down some steep streets. Trying way too hard to be Wicked. point break. Okay. It's, it's basically, <laughs> for the listeners out there, Sonic Adventures, the first level. It's, <laughs> it's what this is. I don't know. Do you guys know that? I have no yeah, idea. Okay. I do. You do know I that? Do. Where you're surfing down the yeah. street? Yeah. It's literally that. <laughs> I'm I not even joking. There's a big semi truck too. It's awesome. Oh my goodness. When the guy takes off his helmet after. Street losing. <laughs> he looks just. He looks just like Keanu Reeves. What? <laughs> like it's. Wait a it's, minute. Uh, when was this made? Do you know? Uh, two thousand three. Oh, so two thousand three, a... I believe. And it's a remake of the seventies one. Right. Wow. James Con. James Con. Mm-hmm. It's Chris. I don't know if it's Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Yeah. Kevin Klein. Not Kevin. I wish it was Kevin Klein. <laughs> Chris Calvin Klein <laughs> is the main guy whose name is Johnny. Whose name is Jonathan. Okay, this can't be a freaking cartoon. Dude. So, he's street losing down. At the end, he gets saved by LL Cool J. Always Fun fact. Talented. His name is Ladies Love Cool James. That's what that stands for. (laughs) I think I heard that one. I wrote that down. Ladies Love Cool James. In the movie or in real life? No, in real life. In real life. LL stands for Ladies Love. Oh, yes. The plot, I think, is... I don't, okay, to be honest, I did not finish this movie. I turned it off 40 <laughs> minutes in, started watching Community. I'm pretty sure it, it it's blood sport, but with rollerblading. That's the plot of it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, the opening credits say John, uh, Jean Reno, and I think that was a mistake. <laughs> or I thought it was a mistake. Not and then John it. Reno shows up in a Russian accent. Oh, man. He, I think he's the bad guy. I don't know. Oh, it was so good. That John John Renault is going to come up again in this in this episode. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Um, there was a man in the opening credits named Pat McCorkle, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone many, looks like they're sweaty and smells awful. <laughs> like they look like they smell bad. How many more of these do you got? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll do a couple more. The main guy who looks like Keanu Reeves. Full mouth a water bottle when he's drinking. Full <laughs> oh, mouth He's one of those. He's one of those. And I think it's a glass bottle, too, with, like, phantoms. <laughs> what? What is this Full mouth it. He's one of those. Rollerball. John it's like, McTiernan, man. 
It's it's, it's, it's a really complicated game. Make more diamonds. It's pretty it's pretty complicated. It's like that scene in Fantastic Mr. Fox where they explain whack bat. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. There's literally a scene where they explain what's going on in it. Oh, it's my a little too confusing. That is crazy. Uh yeah, the main character looks like a mix between Freddie Prince Jr. and young Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Two oh. of the most talented actors of the 90s. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then my last note is, I give up. I'm going to go watch Community. I love it. <laughs> love uh, I love awful it. movie. I Couldn't love finish this dialogue. it. Yeah. Couldn't finish it. Uh, but I guess a redeeming thing about it is <laughs> to see people go flying across the arena when they get run into in this rollerball game. Huh. It's complete nonsense. Wow. This movie is. <laughs> Watch it. it. It might be fun for you. I don't, it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. And I and I get. I I like bad movies sometimes. I like sometimes. Yeah, most of the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't sit through this one. It was yeah. also like five in the morning last night. Yeah. Well, I was watching it and I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. That's 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 that. What a poetic note. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. My number three. <clears throat> This is one of the more obvious choices, but you can't have a list of bad remakes without Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about rewatching this. I made uh, a list of movies stop that I was going to yeah. watch last night yeah. in order to talk about, uh-huh. and I was thinking about that one. Yeah. Is mm. either that or Red Dawn or one Oh, Red Dawn. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. I haven't oh, seen God. either Red Dawn. Wow. Theaters. Alrighty then. Well, the, allow me to refresh your memory, Jason. Thank so, you. Marky Mark. So much like the the original one, it's it's the near future, and space explorers find themselves stranded on a planet inhabited by talking intelligent apes and uh, less intelligent humans, which is a perfect framework for a sci-fi story full of like satire and social commentary and societal allegory and and Heston saying things like "Get your hands off me, you." damn dirty ape and laughing at an american flag yeah and 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 that part at the end which i'm not going to give away because there's a slim chance somebody doesn't know what it is and we don't want to ruin it yes so perfect tim burton took that and said all right he crapped all over it to his credit he does not just do the same story over again which i admire it's the same like plot points but they're different if that makes sense they're not this time. It's different. Yeah. They're not good choices. <laughs> no, they're not. None of them, this, especially the ending. And and the funny thing oh. is that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to jog your memory. Yeah. Yes. Um, oddly, it's directed by Tim Burton. The the problems I take with this have nothing to do with the style. Like I never, it never came off as overtly Tim Burton-y. Does that make sense? Like, uh, you know, it, it looks like it could have been directed by anybody. Maybe I was just kind of watching it wrong. But the problem, what it does come down to is two things. Uh, the casting mm. and the direction they take the story and the choices they make. Um, they Again, they don't just repeat the same story. Sometimes to a fault. Sometimes they're going to great lengths to make not the same movie and it really shows at some point like the ending again yes honest ape which is a <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist yes you could alright oh, right. I'm sorry yes oh, bad word you said a bad word leave <laughs> it we're in the swear jar swear jar yeah. uh, it's Tim Roth yeah Tim Roth oh my god yes 
Paul Giamatti. He's okay. I like I Michael like Clark Giamatti. Duncan. I like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. yeah. I remember... He plays I mean, an orangutan. I don't know if it was good or bad. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. It's like, okay, this is what I will say. The world they make and the apes themselves look cool. Yeah, they kept they practical Practical effects, effects which I admire. Yes. Uh, they actually, in a, in a way, look better than the original. You mm-hmm. know? They do. The, I love the original, but the costumes are not very good. Exactly. They're just, you can see the human teeth coming through. It's like, it's just silly. Their yeah. lips don't touch when they talk. Yeah. This, they actually look like freaking talking apes. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's about all I can say. Everything else just falls flat. Mm-hmm. Forget the casting. This is the big, this is what I truly believe to be the biggest mistake in the entire movie, which is that they make the humans talk. Mm-hmm. In the original... The coolest thing about... One ex- of the coolest things. Except for Charlton Heston, which for a good portion of the movie, his, his what is it, his voice is damaged or something? Because they talk? shot him in the neck. Shot him so in the freaking are. neck. He's the only one that can talk. And it's such a great reveal. And he's like, you damn yeah. dirty ape. Amazing. Nobody movie. else talks. They all act like apes. Mm-hmm. Go figure. It made for such a, a much better role reversal. Here... The humans, not only can they talk, they seem like reasonably intelligent. So it's like they're enslaved, but it seems like they're just kind of passively enslaved. Yeah. Right there, any sort of like potential commentary is out the window. Yeah. And you're just left with the admittedly cool, again, you're just left with the uh, aesthetic. But not much is done with it whatsoever. There's this air quote battle kind of towards the end. I don't Mm. remember a single thing about it. No. They go the Phantom Menace route. It's all these diplomatic conversations, mm-hmm. you know, which admittedly the original had too, but they were interesting conversations. Yes. You they know? were about existentialism and stuff like that. They and were. They were about, it, of course, history. It, you know, in the 60s, it was during like the civil rights movement and everything. I think a lot of that reflects in it. This is just, this is just nothing. It's just, yeah. it's absolutely nothing. I don't, nobody cares. Not even the cast cares. I don't care. There's no, there's no presence. <laughs> Tim Burton didn't care. No, every every time I see a Tim Burton remake, it I just get the sense that he doesn't care about the original source every material. Every time I see a new Tim Burton movie, I yeah, which is pretty much yeah. Because like, uh, have you seen the Death of Superman Lives? That documentary, no, I really want. To. I would love like, to. Do. I really it's wildly to. interesting because they have behind the scenes of uh, him talking to Nicolas Cage, who was going to play Superman. Cage is wearing the Superman and he's, he, he's got like Tommy Wiseau hair. He, like yeah. just the way Tim Burton talks about adapting certain stories is. He doesn't care about what makes the stories good. Like he, he, Superman, he's, he's not going to fly, and he's going to die, and he's going to be regular, Ugh. and he's he's going to have long hair who, that he doesn't shampoo, and yeah. it's going to be stupid. And I feel like that's what he does with Charlie and Chocolate Factory and mm-hmm. um, Planet of the Apes and yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's one we're forgetting. Uh, the Alice in Wonderland. Dumbo. Oh, Dumbo. God, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, is he making Dumbo? He, he's yeah. remaking Dumbo. Live action. Live Another action. Disney. Live action. Another Disney. Yeah. No. I'm worried. God help us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Tim Burton across the board. Me neither. There oh, are no. I I mean I love all of his Big early films. Fish. Big is Fish great. is one of my favorites. I love Edward Scissorhands. I love Edward Batman. Scissorhands is one of my favorite yeah. movies. Batman is great. I, I rewatched it. Love Batman this week. You want to get nuts? It's yeah. Cool. It's, it's awesome. It's great. This this is just a dud of a movie. Yeah. It sucks. And I'm glad that it's just fading into obscurity. I'm glad that it's being overshadowed by the new Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, it warms Which my are very heart. good. They are. I, I, I like them. They're, They're great. They're all good. I love, them. I love them. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That's all I got. What's your three? All right. The, uh, the my, This is a remake of a British movie, okay. uh, Death at a Funeral. <laughs> oh, no. I've heard of this. Yes. The, the original is 
one of the funniest comedies I have ever seen. It is so smart. The writing is perfect. The casting is perfect. The timing is perfect. The gre- the greatest part about Death at a Funeral, the, or- the original, is its payoff. Ev- there are so many joke setups and situation setups that pay off so perfectly and even better than you could imagine. And then the remake, starring Chris Rock <laughs> and Martin Lawrence. Uh. And Peter Dinklage reprises his role for some reason, and he kind of sleepwalks his way through this one, whereas the first one, he was great. Uh, It's it's terrible. (laughs) There, this, this is like, apparently, I didn't know this, but this is like a really hated movie, the remake. Uh, Yeah, people hate this movie because they say it's pointless. So the original came out in, I want to say, 2005, and the remake came out in 2007. (laughs) So there's... There, it's just Quick one of those, turnover rate. like, what is the point? It was, a, uh, I guess the point was, oh, let's do it again, but for American audiences. <laughs> they, the script is essentially the same thing, mm. except the timing of their payoff is off. Mm. And it's just... Is it the same director or is it... No. Different? Frank okay. Oz did the original, and he's one of my favorite comedy directors. Yoda. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I forget who did the remake, but it wasn't. It was not the same. Same, same Frank Oz. Yeah, yeah. Directed Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, what about Bob? Yeah, what wow. about Bob? I didn't know. That. He's a great comedy director. You wow. can, you can, skip, and he's the voice of Miss Piggy. You can skip the score. That makes sense. Actually. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was real quick. That's all I had for uh, Death at a Funeral. Just, uh, just a failure of a, re- so of a remake. Steer clear of that remake. Yeah. But check out the original. The original was great. All right, Jason. <sighs> What do you got? So, <laughs> all of these movies, except for my number three and two, are just awful and you shouldn't watch them. Now, number three is awful. Okay. Number three is terrible, okay. but it is a good time. <laughs> you, will, you will have, hopefully you'll have a good time watching that. Okay. And this is Wish Upon. What is, oh, okay. what is this a remake? So, I'm kind of cheating here, but it's... A remake of The Monkey's Paw, which was a book what and the then hell into the many, <laughs> many short films and then many uh, a, uh, the 1940s movie. Huh. There's a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where there's a monkey's paw. Is that like the thing where you make a wish? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I know what that is then. Yeah. So <laughs> then you'll know the plot of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the plot is uh, when this, gr- this girl finds this uh, wish box and when she holds onto it and makes a wish, it comes true. But there's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> Someone she knows will die. Oh. She makes the wish. Okay. Sounds like great material for a story. So, this movie stars Ryan... Ryan Felipe? Philippi? Philippi, I think. Who knows? Ryan Philippi. These are my notes. Okay. Ryan Philippi. <laughs> Next note. Ryan Philippi playing saxophone. <laughs> playing saxophone. So, she makes a wish in the movie. <laughs> really? So Ryan Philippi, he's a he's a garbage man. The the his daughter, the main character, she's embarrassed by that. She doesn't want no garbage man for a father. <laughs> so she makes a wish to ask for uh, Ryan to be cool. So he starts wearing leather jackets and playing saxophone. <laughs> as you do, yeah. as you do, because apparently that's the uh, yeah. definition of cool. Yeah, um, that is that is awful. <laughs> Barb from Stranger Things gives an awful performance <laughs> as her friend. And the other girl is one of the most annoying people in a movie I've ever seen. Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks is in it, and she dies in the most avoidable death I've ever seen in a movie involving a, 
uh, garbage disposal. Like it's garbage oh my disposal. God. <laughs> Trips and falls into the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! And I'm gonna read off some some good quotes from this movie. All right. Wait, you dig on multiverses? <laughs> Oh. Common student or common, uh, you know, <laughs> call, or no, high school lingo. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's how they talk <clears throat> in my high school. Dig it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just ask my cousin. She's a slut for wontons. For wontons. Uh, here's one. Sorry, I was just trying to think of something dope to say before I kiss you. <laughs> Ooh. He doesn't say anything. Man, what a heartthrob. Romeo. Your dad's Romeo. hot. Like sriracha hot. Uh, this is the part where uh, Ryan's playing the saxophone. Sriracha hot. Ryan Phillippe, Sriracha yes. Hot. Because when I look at someone playing a saxophone, that's the first mm-hmm. thing that comes into mind. Sriracha. Sriracha Hot. Yeah. This and seems so, like, the, like the script was written in a different language and oh, used Google Translate. It is. <laughs> in a different I mean, okay. You'd think that after, like, I don't know, maybe the second wish, she's like, okay, there's a weird coincidence happening. People are dying. Like, <laughs> two people I know are dying in, like, a week. She finds out. After the third death. Okay. And keeps going. Oh, man. She keeps wishing and get, she keeps getting surprised with the outcomes <laughs> of it. And then. Oh, like, it happened again. Yeah. Who would have thought? Anyway, back to wishing. And then it continues how you think it would. But this has the greatest ending to ever grace my television screen. I laughed. Uh oh. So hard. Uh oh. It, it was too much. Watch it and you will laugh too. I guarantee it. The ending makes up for the whole movie. No, I don't want to say anything. So watch the whole movie just to be just Uh, or just like watch the ending. It's it's god awful. The end justifies the means. Yeah, it is a it's a it's a fun movie. Not a good movie at all. (laughs) Really, really awful. Guess we'll go on to my number two then. So I tried to for my list. I tried to skew towards movies that I really love. This is the only exception. It's uh, the Sylvester Stallone flop. Get. Carter. <laughs> you ever heard of this? I've, I've, uh, heard, I've of heard of this. I didn't know it was. I've I've heard of the original one. I didn't know the it was one a with Marco Kane. Yeah, I didn't know there was a remake. That's correct. So okay, like I said, it was based on the Michael Caine classic of the same name from '71, I think, where Jack Carter returns home following the death of his brother for the first time in many years, <clears throat> and uh, slowly starts to realize how that hmm, there's something fishy behind this death here. Goes down the crime rabbit hole. And uh, confronts his past as well as his inner demons. There's lots of twists and turns. There's lots of action. There's lots of, uh, you know, it's very British movie, the original is. And I found it to be a little cold and uh, aloof, but it was fun to watch him. To, it was fun to watch Michael Caine beat people up. I've always wanted to see that because <laughs> he's like 71. So what is he, like 40 or something? Yeah. 35. Are his eyes fully open in this movie? Uh, I haven't seen a movie in a long time where his eyes are not. No, they're squinted. Oh. So it's always, he's Damn. always at it. I don't like to open my eyes because I don't like to face reality. <laughs> then it was remade in 2000 with Sylvester Stallone as the Michael Caine. Naturally. Yes, Great. naturally. Because when I think Michael Caine, I'm like, Sylvester Stallone is perfect. Not a single <laughs> moment in this entire movie that is redeeming or fun in any way. It's dreary. It's ridiculously edited. It's got like this schizophrenic editing style. There's a part where Sylvester Stallone punches a guy in the face and there's what looks like a strike of lightning comes down out of this guy's face. And then it cuts, wow. it smash cuts to the inside of a house. There will somebody walking, be walking through a room and then it'll go, and they'll be like the, they'll have walked the whole way. I don't know what this is, what this is done for just to 
catch your attention or something. Not even Sylvester Stallone is entertaining to watch. Yeah, he he had a rough patch in the Not early, even in like early the, 2000s yeah. to really up until Expendables. Until Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Rocky Balboa. Yeah. There, he has no chemistry with anyone. There's a, there's a scene. The, the only scene I took a mild bit of enjoyment out of was there's his niece. Uh, his niece and him are in the car. And out of the blue, he gets all existential. He goes, hey, you ever think about smashing every mirror in the world so you wouldn't have to look at yourself? There's a pause, and she's like, yeah. That's the whole conversation. So, so Stallone, is he, is he supposed to be intelligent? He's supposed to be. He's like a mob enforcer. He's supposed to be oh, big okay. and scary, which so like Rocky before he became famous. Yeah, yeah, the okay. Lone Shark guy, yeah. pretty much, except at a more sophisticated level. He's not even intimidating though. Hmm. He's just silly. I just look at him and I just I just want to like laugh at him. <laughs> I just want to point and laugh at Sylvester Stallone. That's the only time I've ever thought that. Huh. And it's like I have no idea what's happening. This one's even harder to follow than the original, which is like you know it's not terrible, but it is it, it does get kind of confused. This this is this amazes me. Sly in this movie has a superior played by Michael Caine. They got him back. Ooh, I don't know about that. So you have Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine on screen, and there is nothing fun to watch about it. That's lame. Well, first of all, it's great material for impressionists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's nothing even remotely interesting about this at all there's so many subplots that don't even matter there's a good 45 minutes of this movie that you could skip and not miss anything and i don't mean just like scattered throughout i mean an entire 45 minute chunk you could totally skip and you still get everything i didn't again i didn't love the first one but it's awesome compared to this Mm. i'm so glad it's faded into obscurity it is an utter utter failure i'm surprised i remembered enough to like write something about this (laughs) It's that bad. I was like, it can't be that bad. It is. <laughs> Believe the negative hype. That's all I want to say. I don't want to talk about it anymore. What's your <laughs> no number more dwelling. Two? Yeah. My number two? Yep. All right. So I watched, um, in preparation for last uh, the last episode. Oh, I think I know what this is. I watched uh, the original and remake of The Manchurian Candidate. Beautiful. And I've heard really good things about the remake so that's why I watched it in preparation for last week's. But the remake does not compare to the original mm. at all. Not even close. Maybe if I had seen it on its own and I had never seen the original, maybe I, I might think differently. But the, the problem is the first one is so good. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, uh, Lawrence Harvey, Angela Lansbury, and Janet Leigh wow. play... Uh, they're a great cast. Wonderful cast. And it's the original is such a beautiful movie. It's Sinatra and Lawrence Harvey were in the military and they come back and they realize that they've been brainwashed. And Lawrence Harvey, he's he's struggling and he's been brainwashed to kill uh, huh. a certain figure. Huh. And it's wildly interesting because they flash back to the brainwashing scenes and the the I'm going to talk about two scenes the brainwashing scene and a scene on a train so the brainwashing scene is in the original perfect it's about 10 minutes long and it's so amazing how they bring this realization to the audience that what the power of the the what the enemy can do to its to uh its captives and it's remarkably impactful and in the remake it's three minutes 
and they sped it up and it's terrible and they, it loses everything. Hmm. And the the remake stars Denzel Washington. Oh, okay, that's where it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, who, who directed it? You know, um, who directed the remake? Yeah, I will check. But for some reason, Jonathan Demi's coming into my mind. It might have been him. Demi. Um, yeah. But so Denzel Washington plays um, the Sinatra part, and Liev Schreiber plays Lawrence Harvey. And they, not a bad cast. No, they both do fine. Um, Meryl Streep plays um, a really. She plays Leah Schreiber's mother. She's great. Yeah. She's the best part of this movie, obviously. And um, she she was that her her casting was the only part. Where I'm like, oh, that makes that was really good. Everyone else, they, while it's a good cast, they were miscast. Yeah. And they don't quite have the gravitas. The what makes what made it so good, like so Sinatra, he was his movies are usually very you know he kind of took over. But in this one, he's a side character. So wow, that's he's, rare. He's in, you know, le- it's a less is more approach. And it is so good. Hmm. His his role is so good. And his there's a scene where he meets Janet Leigh on a train. And they have, and it just there's just like a five-minute unbroken shot of him as she's talking off screen. He's, because he's like brainwashed. He's like, he's, he's having PTSD. Back when there wasn't a word for that, a phrase for that. And... It's such a beautiful, beautiful scene, the, the conversation they have. And then the remake, terrible. Oh, man. It's, that's, that's a yeah, shame. It's, they, they, they ruined it. It's two seconds. It's, it's, a, it's one of those, like we talked earlier, like they, it makes you realize how much what you loved about the first one. Yeah. Yep, Jonathan Demme. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, that's I, all I, I got. Love, I love directors. I like it's a <laughs> failure of a remake. That's a shame. Yeah, I've been wanting to check both of these. Yeah, out, I need to check both. Of them. The, or, watch I mean, the, the original. original. <laughs> you, you really yeah. don't need to see the remake, right. or if you do, spread it out. Awesome. All right, you're number two. So, silver medal winner. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it used to be Grown Ups Two. It is now this. <laughs> what the hell is it? One Missed Call? Oh, I've heard know? of this. Never oh, even heard of it. I've God. heard of this. It, it is ringing no it bells. It is the worst. No so it's intended. a remake of a 2003 Japanese film, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which was, which was supposed to be uh, pretty scary, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Once again, didn't see it. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> this movie is a mess. They So they try to do Final Destination, but it doesn't make sense, like... A building explodes explodes for no reason at all. Like Final Destination would would have the balls to like show the lead up to it yeah. and how it explodes. This movie, a building just explodes. Some guy gets impaled. Wow. That's later on in the movie. The whole movie looks like. Do you remember those old anti piracy ads? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. It's like you wouldn't steal a. a yeah. The purse. really the David Fincher. It was like like really jumping yeah, around yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, it looks like those. Huh. It looks gross. The, the, whole, like whole, movie, the movie is it the yes. same sickly kind of green so light? It, especially oh. yeah. But uh, uh, the opening credits awful. I think are directed by the same person who made those commercials. <laughs> they look Small gross. World. Um, it's an hour and eighteen minutes. Feels like forty seven hours. Oh my <laughs> god! I've never been like upset while watching a movie. I've never okay, so I've never been a physically mad while watching a movie. Really? I really have. Oh. I got mad watching Grown Ups 2 because it's just really unfunny. Huh. This there was some feeling inside of me that I'd never felt <laughs> while watching anything else. Oh. I was clenching my fists because what? this movie it it doesn't make sense. It's breaking it down doesn't barriers. make any sense. 
Just breaking There's, down barriers. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll read off some notes. <laughs> inhaler noise jump scare. There is an inhaler jump scare. Ooh, I'm not they're surprised. out of ideas. They've officially... Here's some quotes. Yep. Yeah, so I was having phone sex and real sex at the same time. As you do. Some random party goer. <laughs> Some random. Yeah, you so know how like you. In, so it's for no reason. Scenes. Was it with the same person? <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Now I'm there was an idea. A ghost in her cell phone. You are what the theater needs. <laughs> Wait, what was it? What was it called? Uh, well, so the whole movie is this. This ghost possesses a phone. Yep. And then if you miss a call, I, okay, the rules don't make sense in this <laughs> no, movie. No, they don't. <laughs> a ghost or a, a little dead girl. Yep. Possesses a phone. <laughs> And then, like, she'll call people, and then if you miss the call, which lasts about 10 seconds, <laughs> if you miss that, then you'll get a voicemail of, like, a sound bit of your death. Hmm. And From then, the future? Yeah, and then it'll say exactly when you're going to die. Huh. And it's like the death clock from Futurama. <sighs> I'm getting, like, a, the ring vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's... They try to do the ring. Okay. But so these people find out halfway through that the time is, in fact, when you're going to die. So instead of, you know, sitting at home where nothing bad can happen to you at this time, they decide to go out, like, walk through traffic or something. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Swear jar. That's swear jar. This movie makes me mad. Like, (laughs) the rules do not make sense. Uh, I say, sorry, another bad word. Oh, man. That is the most bull ending I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) It did not make any sense. Looks goofy. 80% of the men in this movie have high-pitched milk voice. I wrote that down. <laughs> high-pitched. Wait a minute. What is high-pitched milk voice? So, when you drink milk, yeah, it, it changes your voice for a little bit after. I've never what? had this happen to Do you drink, know something we don't? I drink milk drink, a lot. Okay, drink what, it what and then try to talk. What animal are drinking? I don't know. I heard this from <laughs> this is like The Kroll Show. Milk? If you know The Kroll Show. I do. I learned this okay. uh, that phrase from that. Interesting. Huh. Oh, and these people don't answer their phones. They know that they will die if they miss the call. Yet so they just they, look at it. They, they like, doing? just oh answer it. Like, I'm busy? It's Nihilism that. or something. This One of my nuts. notes is, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds nuts. I mean, Another note I, is... I've never seen you have this kind of reaction. I'm myself. upset. Another note is, some blonde dude that looks like Alan Rickman just did a jump scare. <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> it was Alan Rickman. Dyed his hair blonde. <laughs> Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks is also in this. And he's he runs this show called American Miracles. So his idea for the next episode <laughs> Okay, what do you what do you think they talk about on a show like American Miracles? Oh, I don't know. Things Jesus. that like, act, acts you know, of God that wouldn't yeah. happen normally. Yeah, like, you know, something you know, miraculous. Yes. Something beautiful. Divine. No, divinity. he's like he's yes. like he, he wants to do a story on all the teens that are getting murdered. Lovely. He's like, American I do a show called miracles. American Miracle. I would love to talk Thank to you. Thank God about all these teens are getting murdered. He's like, yeah, so we're going to do some uh, recreations of what happened. Would you like to come and play yourself and hang out with your... Oh, like 1517 re- to Paris. And reenact yeah. your own murder? Yeah. All and your friends getting hasn't murdered. Hasn't happened yet? What the And then hell? she gets killed at the recording of it. Uh, from, the, like, from a throat demon? I don't know. Does Does it... Did you ever get the sense that it was supposed to be this bad? No, I don't know. So it literally doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. They're following a mystery throughout. I have no idea what's going on. At uh-huh. the end, I still had no idea what was going on. You said it's what, 78 minutes? Yeah, man. It's And it's a rough 78 minutes. Yes. Like, what happens when you get your missed call is 
you'll see two centipedes, exactly two centipedes. For some reason. But, like, it's a hallucination. What? And then you'll see the hell? every single person sees a demon from across the street. Always across the street. They're never close to them. Like, you'll see it, and then, like, a car will pass, oh, and then the demon's gone. What? And well, then, this is nuts, man. And then you die. You die. That's and it. then you die. <laughs> the deaths it. aren't fun. They couldn't even make death No. Fun. Wow. <laughs> man, this Of all is... the movies, I would have picked this one to make death yeah. fun. Yeah, it is... There's, a, there's Thomas. How's it going, Thomas? <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, and it, it looks like a lifetime murder mystery movie. And it's <laughs> acted like one, too. <laughs> oh, man. So Did that any, is that. It, whoever, the people who made this, did they ever work again? I don't know. Do you hope um, not? I don't know any of the people in it. That's a, that's not a great Except song. the o- opening girl, Megan Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, you know her? Yeah. Yeah, she has an awful death that makes no... <laughs> Sense. Did she miss her call? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is like <laughs> the phone rings for like five seconds and they just look at it and they don't answer it for Probably some a reason. Marketer is is there a scene where like if the phone is ringing and somebody starts freaking out and they're running to the phone and it hangs up? No, just as, no. So they don't even make use. So of they can't their even premise. make it tense. They don't even make use what of they their do. premise. Man. So their their friend goes missing at yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. They start getting a call from her. They don't answer it from the from the missing from, friend. from the missing friend. You answer you you should answer that immediately. It's your missing friend. They just look what at the it and they're like, "Oh my god, Megan's calling us." Shut up, Megan. What should we and do? And then they wait and then if I hear that stupid ringtone again, I'm going <laughs> to even the ringtone got on your nerves. Oh, because oh. it plays throughout the whole movie. Would everyone yeah. has the same ringtone? When, when was it? So, same? when the demon calls, the ringtone changes. Uh, like, That's not my ringtone. Uh, I better was, not answer that. It must be a demon. Who, this was like 2006, I believe. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, there's a college party scene, but like the main Obviously. characters are in the kitchen making chili. You don't do that at a, at a party. <laughs> and not at a I don't college care. party. Yeah, you, yeah. That's pre-party prep, stupids. Yeah, man. They couldn't even get that right. <laughs> How dare they? No one has any reaction to death. In this movie, yep. Um, Mid two thousands horror is a particular. Yeah, one of the yes. police officers stumbles across his his sister that he didn't know was dead. He <laughs> sees her dead and slightly raises his eyebrow. It's like whoa! whoa. <laughs> he reaches in her mouth and takes out a marble because everyone, oh, less everyone vomits marbles. I guess they're. I am so confused. I, this yeah. is nuts. I want to watch it this. Does, it no, 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 no. You don't want to. Yes, watch I do. It. No, I want to watch it. It doesn't and make laugh sense. At it. Never watch this movie. Wonderful. It has zero on Rotten Tomatoes for a reason. Wow. Yeah. That's not done lightly. Yeah. So, before we do our number ones, we like to do honorable mentions. Uh, oh, there yeah. there are a couple of obvious ones that I decided to leave off the list. Psycho. Everyone talks about Psycho. It's it's not very good. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. More of a reboot, but still not great. Uh, Ghostbusters, you mentioned. Carrie, we mentioned. The Omen. It's another mid-2000s <laughs> yeah. horror uh, I don't own six six six. Oh boy! Oh yeah, selling big point. thing. Can't be, can't be good with that or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I don't dislike this movie, but the Evil Dead remake from a few years ago. I I actually enjoy that. Movie. I admire like the horror stuff, but overall, it's less creative. But it is. Uh, yeah. I think it's still uh, weirdly fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Lady Killers. <laughs> it, I thought this would have made my list. I had no idea. There are so many things worse than this, but it's still not very good. Uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still, Keanu Reeves, not my clat too. I don't care what anyone says. 
the RoboCop remake. That might have made my list if I could remember a damn thing yeah. about it. I remembered. Michael Keaton was in it. Yep. Yeah. I think. That's all I remember. <laughs> that's not even any moments. Just that the fact that he was in yeah. it. That's yeah. all I got. Samuel Jackson in it. Yeah. Too. Play like a he talk is? show host. Yeah. Remember that? He, no, I like, don't remember that. the movie and like. I think that's it. Now I remember I that. Think that's it. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, we had to remind you of it. Oh, that's come it. on. There, this is a loose remake. Uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner was loosely remade <laughs> in the Guess Who yeah. with Bernie Mac and, and Ashton Kutcher. It's, it's very campy, so oh. I couldn't put it on my list, but it's still not wonderful. Uh, City of Angels, the remake of Wings of Desire, where Nicolas Cage plays an angel. Oh, a celestial okay. being. Cool. Who else would play an angel? I, anyone else on planet <laughs> Earth. But my number one, good God. <laughs> it's, uh, I know what it is. Okay. So all, right. all right, all right. Yes, it's Godzilla. You really hate Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I don't know where to start with this freaking movie. It's, it misses every conceivable mark it could possibly miss. It's not interesting. It's not fun. It's not scary. It's not pretty to look at. It's not insightful. It's not even a good monster movie. It's, you know, like Cloverfield. It's not the, it's not the most complicated movie. It's a great monster movie. It's really scary. It's really tense. Here, they have the rights to freaking Godzilla. Yeah. You've all heard the jokes. Hey, it looks like a big iguana. It looks like a, a T-Rex that ate a bunch of KFC. It looks absolutely ridiculous. It looks like it ran really fast into a wall. <laughs> it did. It smashed yeah. its face. Yeah. So it's, it's got like a whale head or yeah. something. It's funny. Godzilla in this movie is actually born out of like an irradiated iguana nest. Yeah. So they had something in mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Matthew Broderick is the leading male heartthrob in this he gets on my nerves. I don't know what it is. You know, I got nothing against him personally. He just gets on my nerves. Everyone has that actor. It's just like, eh. yeah, I don't know what yeah, it is. Definitely. I don't know what it is. Matthew Broderick freaking is trying to have this compelling story. Like he's going through this arc. Like, oh, is he going to fall in love with so-and-so? Who's a double agent for what freaking government or whatever? What's going to happen Wait. to all those fish? What? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's the, the French dude. There's this whole espionage I, I, genre. genre. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like a remember. double agent or some nonsense. I don't really? even care. Oh my god. More importantly, where the hell is Godzilla? Godzilla is barely in this freaking yeah, movie. Yeah, there are a couple times where they go, we lost him. How do you lose How Godzilla? Is he in the city still? Yeah, like, just hiding. They just lose him. They, oh, where the hell could this eight hundred yeah. foot freaking iguana KFC T Rex? I mean, this go? is this is like late nineties New York. They have security cameras yeah. in New York. They okay. can follow the thing. I might be wrong here. Yeah, don't they kill him by shocking its mouth? I don't. Is that, do no, they kill him? No, I don't remember. Well, with... well, he dies like two thirds of the way into the movie. Yeah, but then, then all the eggs and then hatch. Eggs, yeah. Oh my goodness! They shoot but him listen, with uh, listen, rockets from. Fighter jets, I think. Is that how they kill him? Because I remember there's yeah, that, there's that scene where they're in its mouth. Oh, and like no, no okay, so they're, they're in the taxi. No, that's how, that's how they escape. They shock him because he was eating them. He was so eating, like, oh, he was let's eating let's shock his too. let's shock his gums, and then they drive yeah. they drive they, out of the mouth. They drive out of Godzilla's mouth. This is ridiculous. This Doesn't is one, one of them like sacrifice himself in that scene. Who cares? I don't know. Who cares? Nobody Not cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Sacrifice himself or something. No, I don't think so. Don't okay. they all make it? The the Gareth Edwards Godzilla. Not a lot of people like it, and for good I reason. I like it, but I don't. I like it a little. It was boring. But yeah, at I least, mean. at least, it had a satisfying conclusion. 
Oh, it had yeah. a cool action oh, scene. Yeah. There's no cool great. action scenes. It sidesteps a monster, like I said, two-thirds of the way through for its offspring. And then they tease a sequel, which was made into an animated show. Did you know that? Yes, I oh, did. Wait, I've seen that it. Is the sequel? Yep. I've seen it. It, it was the tie-in, whatever. It Who cares? sucks. It when did disrespects. That come out? I don't care. Early two thousand. <laughs> yeah. It disrespects the original. It taints it. Godzilla in the in the original was a force of nature brought on by people, you know, mm-hmm. technology. Like they win at the end, but it's kind of a in a lamentable way. It's like, well, we won. What was it? What was it all for? The effects are a little dated, but still, it it had. There's thought put into this. This is no thought, no care. The less this is talked about, the better. It, it's not even laughably bad. I made fun of the fish scene. It's not. It's just bad. It's just straight up bad. This but is it has worst three voice movies. actors from The Simpsons in it, so it must be good. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I like Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer. And Who I, doesn't? I think Nancy Cartwright's in it. Yeah, I forget. I'm surprised I made it out of this alive. It's like two and a half freaking hours. Are of, you serious? It's just this. It is long. Just this long, oh egregious, heinous, just paper cut of a movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's All right. That's, tongue paper cut. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God. That's my number one, Anthony. What What are your honorable wow. mentions? My honorable mentions, I got a few. Yep. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. I need to take a nap. Uh, every remake of a George A. Romero zombie movie. <laughs> Which there are a lot. Of. I don't like fast zombies. Fast zombies suck. <laughs> They're the worst. And also Night of the Living Dead remake. Not fast zombies, just stupid zombies. Um, both Godzilla's Footloose sucked. Uh, don't you say it. I see what's next. Don't you say it. <laughs> the Great Gatsby. I like it. You like Leo's like version? It. It is, yeah. It's more of a reboot. It, but yeah, still. I guess. Um, Assault on Precinct 13. Um, I didn't like the original that much, so I didn't talk about it. Um, I really did not like the remake of The Italian Job. Yeah, it was um, good, The original with Michael Caine is great. Um, what is it with bloody Michael Caine <laughs> original being remade? Uh, Poltergeist. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right? Wow. The producers, I, the, I don't really, I didn't mind the remake of the producers, but it wasn't as good. Um, I won't mention True Grit since I talked about it last week. Um, Which is a good movie. I guess, <laughs> I didn't, I don't like it. It's a good, um, good film. Richard Linklater's Bad News Bears, Walter Matthau yeah. was better. Uh, Failsafe, they did a TV version. Are you serious? There's a TV. Oh my so God. So you, you, you know how these um, plays, live TV plays are big now? Yeah. This was a early 2000s um Live George Clooney's in it. Wow. Don Cheadle's in it. Harvey Keitel's in it. Uh, Richard Dreyfus is in it. And it's not that good. I can't wait to not watch this. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to watch it. The original Failsafe is much better. It's awesome. And, I think um, I like it more than you do. You do like it more than I do. Yeah. And uh, we already mentioned Planet of the Apes. My number one. All right. Yeah. Halloween. Rob Zombie. I'll talk about it too. Yeah. Let's let's tear into this this yeah. this uh, this some bitch here. All right, <laughs> this is the most offensive movie to me personally. Because you really love the original. I love the original Halloween. John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. It's such a perfect horror movie. It's scary. It's got the score. It's got acting. It's got everything. It's got acting. I'm like this. This movie is so bad. <laughs> I watched this, and I... Did you watch all of it? Oh, I watched all of it. Okay, so my experience with this is I liked it when I was little. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's violent. I shouldn't be watching this. Exactly. Then I... So I... I put it on a pedestal and I was like, I was like, oh, it's really scary, really violent. Yeah. Let's watch it again. This was earlier this year. 
I, I, I put it on, I rented it. Did you rent it? No, it was free. Yeah. I, I rented it Thanks because I was like, I was like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's do it. It'll, it'll be fine. I turned it off in the first, in the opening. Yeah. Because oh, okay. they give him, they give Michael Myers a backstory. Which is the worst part it's of the so movie. boring. It's, it's oh my worst. God. And it's so, it's so unnecessary, unnecessary and, and preachy and it's stupid. And they, they, they ruined the character of Loomis. And it's just, they, what, here, here's my, here's my in-depth analysis of the characters. Why is he, why is he scary in the original? Because he's essentially the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what is motivating him. We have no idea what his face looks like until the end, which is important. And we have no idea what made him this way. Yeah. Just a killing machine for no reason. We know. And it's pointless. It's like this. It's what Anakin did to Darth Vader. It is pointless. It ruins this great character. And, and isn't the origin? It's a lot of like. Movie. It takes forty minutes. It's most of the movie. Oh, it's man. two separate movies. Yes, it is. And to so once they're finally finished with the origin, they have to cram in the entire original movie into like an hour. Yeah. And it's terrible, and it's noticeably rushed. And they take away everything. And the character, the characters of the teenagers, Laurie Strode and her friends, ruined. So it's Jamie Lee Curtis in the original, and she's so good. And she's you you get to you get to know her and her relationship with this boy she babysits and how caring and nice she is and how just she's such a good person and it's such a great contrast between her and her murderous brother Michael and then you get to see her relationship with her friends and then their relationships with whatever in the remake we don't get any setup we just get thrown in oh by the way here's her here's the sister and I just don't care about any of them they're like their deaths are uneventful. They're unimpactful. I didn't feel anything. I actually rooted against them. But then I hated Michael Myers so much <laughs> that I rooted against him. And then I rooted it. And then I hated Loomis so much that I rooted against him. I didn't, I didn't like anyone in this movie. Everybody it's is off. ruined. Some of the worst writing I've ever seen. Terrible dialogue. The, the, yeah. They're, they're Spe- they, especially in the opening. Yes. They beat you over the head with yeah, how with creepy. Like how gross and. Like we get uh, it, we're not supposed like to like his the dad. family is like uh, the dad. He's like hitting on his daughter. Yeah, like what? Like she like walks in the room and he just says, "It's just like gross. you got a nice like, ash girl yeah, like, That's your daughter, man. It's like, like we get it. We're not supposed to like him, and I don't. So let's. That's get when some I turned right. it off. Is yes, during that scene. Smart man. Yeah. <laughs> I kept watching, and it's the you're I, a valiant man. I was miserable. They and so here here's, and there's a sequel. There is, which I have not seen. I don't plan on seeing. It's not good. And so, the the to me, the greatest part of the original is when it's 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 over. It's wound down, and Laurie asks, "Was that the boogeyman?" And there's a pause, and Loomis goes, "As a matter of fact, it was." That freaking moment is so powerful in the original, and it's like it gives me chills every time. And that that moment is back in this one, except. It's not after everything's wound up. It's not a moment of realization or a moment of coming to. It's a moment of 
it's just it's a they use it as a throwaway line because Michael comes back like for a fifth time after being shot in the face, and this movie face. is so I hate it. I hate this movie, and I'm sad. Yeah, Rob Zombie is not a good director no. or writer or anything, or anything or musician. I saw one of his movies in theaters. The movie before the movie starts, there because you know he's a musician. Yes, he too, is. Right? Quote unquote. There are not one but two. Full-length music videos before oh. I saw this movie oh. in theaters. Wow! And his movies just look gross. Like they're they're just there's they're stupid. He, this is a stupid, stupid, pointless movie. Danny Trejo's in it for some reason. <laughs> oh, I thought he was in the second one. No, he's in the first okay, one. Okay, yeah. And his he gets uh, he gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it's kind of great. I kind of like that part. Because it's Danny Trejo and he's like some janitor, I think. Yeah. He's like, what are you he's doing? He's like, I thought we were friends, no. Mikey. Uh, oh, man. Terrible. It sounds brutal. It is. I'm surprised you watched it. So, it, so it's like, it. so I've heard that this is like sort of half prequel kind of revisionist chain. Because I have not seen this. They just gave him some backstory in the beginning. That was the only prequel part. And then they do the original. They again. crammed the entire original oh, movie in an hour. That's, that's nuts. Uh, Fun fact, Loomis, named after a character in Psycho. I, I did know that. Yes. yes. Fantastic. Anyways. All right. We've come to the moment of truth. <laughs> so uh, I only have two honorable mentions. Red Dawn and Poltergeist. How'd you manage that? Only two? Uh, I, I'm trying to save time here. Okay. All right. All right. So my number one, the Eli Roth masterpiece. Knock, knock. <laughs> what is it with you and Eli Roth? <laughs> okay. He's so, remaking Death Wish. So... Hey, this is a remake of the twenty, or I mean, the 1977 movie Death Game. So, don't get me wrong. I like Eli Roth. I think he's a, I think he's a fun guy. Uh, he's the bear. Jew. Yeah, he's, bear. he's the bear Jew. He's funny. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> he's great. He's great. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. I I think he's cool, and I really like Cabin Fever actually. And then I'm also oh, this movie stars Keanu Reeves. Oh, lovely. Keanu and Reeves. I'm also a really big Keanu Reeves fan. <laughs> yeah. I know he's not the best at delivering lines. Nope. But, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of charming. He's got a certain presence. Yes, know? he does. That's a good way. Yes. And he does the best with what he can here. <laughs> Which is, for Keanu this, Reeves, okay. is not much. <laughs> this movie is really, it, it's a bad movie. It's an awful movie, but it's really fun because of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> because of how yes. bad he is. I love Keanu Reeves, but he's really bad here just because I feel like he just has an awful script to go off of. Yep. That happens a lot. You got to give Keanu something to work with. So Keanu plays an ex DJ turned architect. <laughs> what? Art time. Who, who is. <laughs> he's a family man. Of course. Family. Now his. Is that his DJ on name? Father's Day. Oh, I hope so. Family man, the DJ. <laughs> on Father's Day, his family leaves him to go celebrate Father's Day without him at the beach while he stays at home and works. What? He's like, no, go ahead, celebrate Father's Day without me. Without it's the not father. that kind of holiday. It doesn't, okay, it doesn't work like that, Eli. <laughs> yeah, Eli. <laughs> sort of the children's so, brother, Eli. It's not like he's, Christmas. He's he's at home in his really nice square house. Yep, <laughs> it's in a square. It's basically three hallways. What a weird detail to fixate on. Yeah, uh, it's. It, I mean, four hallways. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's like his wife's an artist, and she has all these sculptures around the house, and they look weird. The walls are filled with family picture frames. 
I counted more than 60 oh my pictures wow, on the walls and on the tables and stuff. And they're all like <laughs> Keanu Reeves, like this family, and he just looks like a psychopath. Yeah, so basically what happens is these two girls show up uh-huh. once he's home alone. And they kind of, they practically rape him. Oh, oh! Essentially, yeah. Oh, this is a recent movie. Yeah. Ah. So he's saying no and everything. Oh, okay. They essentially rape him. It's oh, I've heard of this movie. He finally gives into it, but like, yeah, they kind of force it on him, and then (laughs) the rest of the movie is them, like, yeah, they're like, okay, we're fifteen. You're a pedophile. You need to pun. You need to be punished for this. Like, but it doesn't make sense because you. What the hell? <laughs> you raped him, and then you're punishing him for being raped. I've tried to imagine Keanu. I've tried to imagine him being coy. You know, and like oh no. So there's a Keanu threesome scene mm-hmm. with like you a do. girl in the front, Keanu, Keanu, Keanu and a girl in the back. Uh, so this sounds like a, a and then basically they're psychopaths and they start like tormenting him. And <laughs> later on in the movie, they. Basically kill someone. Sort of. And so they what they decide to do is they decide to take the time to set up a paper mache. You guys know paper mache, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. They take the time to set that up and paper mache this guy's body. And then you see them putting the paper mache on. What? And you never hell? see it again. Hmm. I also wrote down the directions on how to do paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> because it's pretty complicated. Is it real? And I don't think Psychopaths would take the time out of their Keanu tormenting. <laughs> out of their Keanu to <laughs> to set up paper mache. We, we got a Keanu to torment, and we then cover a whole this. man's body with it. Everyone speaks Spanish, like secretly speaks Spanish in this movie for some reason. Okay, Keanu Reeves. Does he speak Spanish? He better not. There's a scene where he gets stabbed with a fork and yells, "Ow, my surgery!" What? Yeah. Sorry, what? He has a surgery at the beginning, and I don't so he yells, "Ow, my yeah. surgery. surgery! Ow, my surgery!" As if it's a noun. I'm confused. They so they record him later on. So they tie him up later on. Yeah. They rape him again. <laughs> what? What? What is this but, goddamn movie? Okay. <laughs> but it, it's obviously rape. Yeah. He's not into it. He's tied up, gagged. They record it, Jesus put it on Facebook Christ. for all of his friends to see, and everyone's like. What is yelling at Keanu Reeves? What? He's like obviously being raped, and they're like, they're like, this is disgusting. One person says, unfriended. <laughs> Ooh, burn. Uh, my last, uh, okay. I my last note is uh, the sequel needs to be called Who's There. Uh, and so I'm gonna go through a some whole quotes. series. I'm gonna go through some quotes. The knock knock joke cinematic universe. They're torturing him by by playing music really loud in some headphones, and he's tied up. Mm-hmm. Good Once they start doing it, he says, Stop, stop, my ears, my ears, I'll go deaf, I'll go deaf. Does he say it like With that? With that delivery. It's like some Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. With that delivery. Right. Okay. I'll go deaf, Mark. So here's, <laughs> here's the greatest monologue I've ever seen. Okay. Ooh. Same. This is, this is close to the end. Yep. I can't believe uh, And the girls basically reveal that uh, at the end of the night, there's going to be a death. That's what they say. They're just vague about it. Yeah, like some. They're doing some like it. stupid like talk show bit where they're like, "Oh, to catch a pedophile," and like uh. they're t- It's really gross. Okay. Um, and then they're like, "All right, so at the end of the night, it'll conclude with death." 
And then right here on our I'm gonna show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ladies so and gentlemen. Here's here's where the bad words come in. This is okay. the greatest monologue I've ever seen. Alright, go for it. Keanu says, Death? Death? You're gonna kill me? You're gonna fing kill me? Why? Why? Because I fed you? You fed me. You fed me. You came to my house. You came to me. I got you a car. I love this. I brought you your clothes. You took a bubble bath. <laughs> you wanted it. You wanted it. You came onto me. What was I supposed to do? You sucked my. <laughs> you both sucked my. It was free pizza. Free fing pizza. What? I don't know where that comes from. The sausage. I don't know where. The, I don't know where the pizza comes from. It was cheesy. I don't know if they eat pizza. I honestly don't remember. Oh, but it, it, that's halfway through. That's halfway. <clears throat> it, uh. it just shows up at my door. What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants? Come on, us. No one will know. Come on, us. Oh, two sums, three sums, it doesn't matter. Starfish? Starfish? <laughs> Husbands, you don't give a f You'll just f anything. You'll just f anything. Starfish? Well, you lied to me. I tried to help you. I let you in. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. And you just f***ing f***ed me. Is this all one shot? Yeah. Oh my god. I wonder what? how many takes. Now you're gonna, you're gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me? Why? Why? Because I f***? Because you f***ed me? What the f***? This is f***ing insane. Yes, it is. And then it ends. That's the end of the oh, movie? No, no. Sorry. Okay. That's the end of the monologue. Okay, I was very confused. Oh my god. It is beautiful. Dude, that is... To hear Keanu Reeves... <laughs> Like, Just, that scene is, is a religious, like, it, it is a religious like, experience. Does it seem like it was improvised? He just repeats the same thing, like, Yeah. You came on to me! You came on to me! He'll just repeat things. <laughs> I don't know where the free pizza comes from. <laughs> uh, starfish, they talk about it earlier, that's confusing. Yeah, um, Starfish. <laughs> this movie, it's, it's not good, no. but that monologue. Makes up for the whole entire movie. It's worth the price of admission. It. I was in a room with like six people. They were all loving it. Mm. It, was, it was beautiful. Keanu, I'm, I'm sorry. I, one of my notes is I just want to give Keanu a hug. Because, <laughs> because, yeah, like, that sounds about right. I'm, I'm a big Keanu fan and he just... I mean, he, he said yes. <coughs> he, oh. And it's not like he needed a comeback because this was after yeah. John Wick, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth, keep it up. You, <laughs> Whatever the you, hell it is. I mean, I love Green Inferno. It's not a good movie, but that my oh my is that movie fun. Yep. Really stupid, but yep. I like I like your old work a lot, but Oh my. You know, I don't not like your new stuff. Wonderful. Keep it keep it up. What a what a great note to end on. Uh <sighs> yes, and I think that that'll lead <clears throat> Oh man. My, my, <laughs> I'm I'm my throat is sore from laughing so much. <laughs> That leads into our uh, next week's topic, which is we're going to talk about, uh, we're just going to talk about guilty, uh, guilty pleasures. We're not mm -hmm. going to do a list or anything. We're just going to sort of have a free flowing discussion. This was a long episode. We didn't yeah. mean for it to be this long, but we had some stuff to get off our chest. Yes. So, uh, I hate you Halloween. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, next week will be much shorter. We hope. Yeah. That's about all we got. Uh, head to the comments. Let us know what are, what did we miss? We talked about what? 45 ish movies today. Who knows? Uh -huh. Could be anything. We, we probably missed a bunch. 
Yeah, what are some of the worst remakes you think? What do we miss? And uh, you can give us your little bio, little middle school icebreaker if you want. We'd be really glad to read those. But anyway, that's all we got. I'm Sam. I'm Anthony. I'm Jason. We'll see you next time.